This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is MPB Season Pass on Think Radio with producer Liz Gill. I'm Jay White. Thank you so much for listening this morning. On today's show, we'll help you to cool down by talking with Al Austin. He's the owner of the Mid-South Ice House in DeSoto County. And we'll learn about various ice sports going on this summer there that you could be a part of. Maybe you'd like to cool off with the wind in your hair in that case. Martin Buda will tell us about hot air ballooning and how you could get started. But first, we've got Chris Harris, the play-by-play voice of the Mississippi Braves and Director of Communications on the program with us now. Chris, good morning. How are you? Jay, good morning. Doing well. Excellent. We appreciate your time and uh, welcome to the Jackson area. Tell folks first, you've been doing this for um, a while now and um, you've been in the Southern League for a while now. Tell us about your your venture to uh, the Mississippi Braves in Pearl. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a, hard to believe it's been 10 years I've been in, in the Southern League and and broadcasting uh, minor league baseball, just over uh, 1,300 games uh, in the books now for me. So uh, it's been it's been a, it's been a long journey. I spent uh, six years in, in in the other Jackson in our Southern League, the Jackson <laughs> Generals, uh, from 2009 through 2014. Uh, went through actually a, a a branding change there. We were the West 10 Diamond Jacks, and then. In 2011, we switched and confused everybody by going to uh, the name the Jackson Generals, which, of course, has uh, a history, obviously, here in, in the central Mississippi. Um, but And then uh, I had an opportunity to, to really be a part of something special with the uh, the starting of the franchise down in Biloxi and, and really came on board in, in, in the winter of 2014 and got to oversee the, the uh, the, you know the the PR aspects of the construction of MGM Park down in Biloxi, and then you know getting that season started. And obviously the the ballpark was a little behind schedule, and so we had the the 54 game road trip. David Brandt from Mississippi <laughs> AP did the did the big story that that went viral around the country, and then uh, a lot of uh, different national people picked up on it. ESPN did the did the story about the homeless uh, shuckers, but had a great three years there, and and. Uh, you know, love it uh, down there and, and some great people. And then, you know, I had the opportunity to, to work for the Atlanta Braves. And, and that's something that I, I really couldn't pass up. And, uh, you know, life's a crazy journey. You never know uh, quite where uh, it's going to lead you. But, you know, I've been blessed in my life and uh, to be able to, to spend uh, 10 years of my professional career, you know, watching baseball and calling baseball. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it, it's, it's been a fun journey. 1,300 games, that is a lot of baseball games. If you will, tell me more than you could learn from being next to another broadcaster or more than you can learn from a class or books or listening to other broadcasters on tape or whatever. You know, what, what do you take from just your experience on a, on a day-to-day basis when you come to the ballpark and get ready to do a game? Well, I mean, every day is different. Every day is, a, is, is you know, every game that you see, you know, you're, it's amazing. You know, you can watch you know, thousands of games and you talk to, to managers who have managed or coached for uh, 30, 40 years and, and they'll tell you, you know, every night you're going to see something you've never seen before. Um, but, you know, every day is different. Every every game is different. You know, there's there's always somebody that has a different story, whether it's, you know, that night's starting pitchers, 
whether it's you know a roster move that's happened, whether uh, you know, somebody has a long streak going. You know, there's always some kind of storyline that that you can uh, you can really you know tell that story or you know find find something because I mean you know the draft just happened, the Major League Baseball draft, and yeah. we see all the local kids you know getting getting drafted. You know, several from Mississippi State, Ole Miss, and then you know even a, a local kid from Brandon being drafted in the first round. But you know, everybody has a story. These guys that play Double A baseball. You know, they were the best player on their high school team. They were the best player usually on their college team. And, you know, finally they've, they've gotten, you know, a couple of steps into professional baseball and they're knocking on the doorstep of playing Major League Baseball. And then the cool thing about, you know, being a fan and being a broadcaster at this level is you get to, to watch them develop here and then move on to AAA and then move on to the big leagues. And, you know, you can flip on, you know, a quick pitch on MLB uh, – you know, the MLB Network at, at night or, or watch Sports Center, and you can see guys that you called their games and, and you maybe rode a, a bus with for an entire summer. So, <laughs> uh, you know, James Paxton threw the no-hitter for the Seattle Mariners earlier this year, and I had, you know, roughly 30 of his starts, you know, in A, And so it was cool to, you know, send him a text message and, you know, congratulations and him just reply back thanks and think, you know, you know, there's a guy that, that has, has been able to, to go through a tough journey and get to the big leagues and now is, is, is succeeding. Chris Harris is our guest. He is the communications director and play-by-play voice for the Mississippi Braves. Chris, let me ask you about the the league in general. Um, We had a couple of weeks ago Con Maloney, who's a Mississippi Sports Hall of Famer and uh, was part of the ownership group of uh, the the previous uh, professional baseball entity, uh, organized or affiliated, I should say, baseball entity in the Jackson metro area. And we joked at a certain point about the long bus trips because Jackson sure. was kind of the far east trip in the Texas League. Mm-hmm. The Southern League is is very, very different, and it's very interesting. We just saw this past week news where the team in Mobile is going to move right. up to Metropolitan Huntsville, Alabama. The the Huntsville team that just vacated there a couple years ago is the one you're talking about that moved right. to Biloxi. Tell me a little bit about this league, and it's it's very much Gulf Coast feel to it. And, uh, you know, the, the bus trips and the travel is Is it more difficult than other leagues, or is it around the same? And and how do guys deal with that, and you yourself on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, you know, one one reason or one uh, way to gauge, I guess you could say, you know, how how good a league is and and how the travel is and things like that is talking to a lot of the scouts, you know, the major league scouts that, uh, you know, have to scout these professional players on a a daily and weekly basis, and they move from one league to the other, and they really – will rave about the Southern League as being maybe the best league as far as the travel, uh, the different venues that, that are in this league. And, you know, the Southern League has very unique schedules and very unique series because we play five-game series, and most leagues only play three- and four-game series. So you get to spend five days in one place, and that, that gives, you know, fans an opportunity to see every starter in a five-man rotation. You know, it gives me a chance to see every starter in the rotation. Plus, you know, you can kind of, when you're on, on the road in the hotel, you can kind of settle in a little bit. You feel like you can, you know, put your suitcase out and you can, uh, uh, although you do go through a lot of laundry, but, you know, you, you at least can, can settle in and not feel like you're, you know, moving in and out, you know, every other day. So that part's nice. And then, you know, the bus trips are, are not as bad. When I came into this league, you still had the Carolina Mudcats, which were out in Zebulon, North Carolina. They were the team that was kind yeah. of on an island, uh, <laughs> them in Jacksonville. Now it's just kind of Jacksonville, the team that's kind of out on their own. But, 
those long trips to Zebulon, North Carolina were uh, were pretty rough. But you know, they moved to Pensacola, and uh, you know, that's the thing with these leagues. You know, they're they're constantly evolving, and and I'm and I'm really really thrilled with the fact that you know Huntsville is getting another team because you know I got a chance to. Uh, to, I won't say live there, but I spent a lot of time there when we played 15 games in 2015 there. And then, you know, getting the, the team moved from Huntsville to Biloxi, it's a great city. I mean, it's a baseball city. They love the game. Uh, it's just a perfect market for AA baseball. And, and hopefully, you know, things go well there and, and, and their project in Madison to – uh, to get that up and running, and, and I'm glad they're not rushing it, and they're going to start, I believe, in 2020, so a lame duck season next year yeah. uh, in Mobile. So, no, it's a great league. I mean, there's a lot of great cities. You know, if I'm if I'm a fan, and you know, you get a chance to go see, you know, a game in Birmingham, the All Star Games in Birmingham this year, uh, Montgomery, a great rustic stadium built into an old train station that dates back to the Civil War. You know, Birmingham Stadium is, you know, a 60 million dollar crown jewel. You know, our ballpark is fantastic. Biloxi's got that great, you know, view of the Gulf and, and the Beau Rivage. Pensacola, you got the view of the Pensacola Bay. So everyone's unique, and, and it's really a fun league. Chris Harris, our guest, play-by-play voice and communications director of the Mississippi Braves. Uh, this is a season of change for the M Braves. Change can be sad, and it can be good in a lot of ways. Uh, uh, the Braves and uh, 30-year GM uh, Steve DeSalvo uh, parted ways. He retired right at the uh, end of the offseason here, but it's a chance for, you know, kind of get a fresh look, new eyes on the scene, and I know you guys recently made an announcement about uh, new amenities at the ballpark, and I know you got some promotions coming up soon, so tell us about what's going on at Trustmark Park. Yeah, it's been, you know, a, a season where, you know, obviously, you know, there, there are th- some things that are different, but, you know, the fan experience, we want to keep the same. I think the the, one of the big things in the off season was getting actually some new fans in the ballpark. We have uh, uh, 16 uh, large cooling fans around the ballpark, which make a huge difference, yes. especially on a <laughs> on a warm night. Now, sometimes it's not blowing cool air, but it's still moving that air around. You you can tell about a 10 degree you know drop in temperature, so that's nice. If you're sitting on the party decks and in the in the lower levels and uh, it's really made a big difference, but but yeah, I mean obviously we're in the middle of a ten game homestand right now tonight. Our Thirsty Thursday promotion with the sixteen ounce uh, beer, sixteen ounce soft drinks, just two dollars tonight. Plus we have a big weekend coming up with uh, Friday night fireworks on Friday, Saturday night super sensational Saturday the ten thousand dollar dash for cash, a chance to uh, to take home some money, plus more fireworks on on Saturday night, and then. Sunday, our family day with uh, Kinsra at the bases after the game. So uh, it's it's kind of odd to be home for ten straight days, you know. So uh, it's kind of nice to, to settle in a little bit and and to to not have to to pack the suitcase at least one uh, for for one uh, five game series. We finish up with Montgomery today, the Tampa Bay Rays Double A affiliate. Then we bring in uh, Pensacola starting tomorrow night uh, for the five game series, and then seven o'clock tonight, tomorrow, six o'clock on Saturday, five o'clock on Sunday, and then 7 o'clock on Monday and Tuesday as Pensacola comes in uh, after we get done with Montgomery tonight. 
Chris, I got to ask you before we let you go, uh, having seen uh, 1,300 games in this league specifically, you've seen a lot of really elite, great prospects come, prospects, I should say, come through. Sure. And I wanted to ask you about um, Austin Riley, mm-hmm. uh, who was the Embraves third baseman, uh, maybe last couple of months of last season, the first month of this season. And it's not a lot of time to see him, spending a month with him this year. But if you could, I mean, tell me what you think about this guy and how he kind of how he fits in i know the braves are pushing him really fast and we have it's a double interest i mean as you know he's a a desoto county south haven guy so he's a mississippian that also played for the mississippi teams it was really cool yeah i mean and i got a chance to see him at the end of the year last year uh as the visitor so you know i got a chance to see him come up at the end of last season and you know, for for a kid who's you know 20 years old and and at this level, and that's one thing I you know you, you notice with the Atlanta Braves. You know, last couple of years with these these young guys with Acuna. You know, last year, you know, this club had three All Stars that were 19 years old with Allard, Soroka, and then Acuna. And then you know now you have you know Austin Riley going up to Triple A with us this year. You have you know Bryce Wilson who's 20 years old. Uh, and, and I like the fact that the Atlanta Braves, you know, they promote you when you earn it, not necessarily because of your age or your experience. If you are playing good enough, they're going to promote you, and I, and I kind of like that. Um, but Austin checks all the boxes. Um, he is a great defender, I think a plus defender. Uh, the ball just jumps on it off his bat. Um, if, if I could kind of compare him to anybody that I've seen in this league, I might compare him to Corey Seager. Um, of yeah. the Los Angeles Dodgers who came through the Chattanooga Lookouts. I had Corey's older brother, Kyle, when I was in Jackson. Kyle, who plays for the Seattle Mariners. But, you know, he's, he's, he's tall. He's athletic. Uh, he's cut down on the strikeouts. Uh, he's going to hit for power. He can hit to all fields. And, uh, you know, there's, there's kind of that placeholder spot right now at third base in the big leagues for Atlanta. And uh, I think at some point, uh, maybe this year, you know, probably this year, uh, he'll find a, his spot in that uh, in that spot at third base, and you know it's an exciting time to be an Atlanta Braves fan uh, with with all the the great young talent that's coming up, and you know unfortunately that kind of has a adverse effect on us because it it takes away from the talent of the minor leagues, but that's what they're here for. They're here to develop, they're here to to get better, and then move up and help uh, the big league team. But I think Austin has a a bright future. He's a great kid. That's that's the one thing I was most uh, excited about was how good of a kid he is. I think he's going to really become a fan favorite in Atlanta because of his personality and and, and obviously the the talent that he has. And Chris Harris from the Mississippi Braves. Now you you did more than you do more than just talk the baseball talk. You walked the baseball walk. Is this correct? You hit fifty high school home runs and drove in two hundred runs over your high school baseball career. Uh, yeah, I had a uh, not quite that many home runs, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it was it was it was a fun time back in the day. It's amazing once uh, you get further and further away, you uh, those, those become a little greater <laughs> those accomplishments. But yeah, you know, I had a had a very uh, a very cool uh, run. Started actually back in little league. My my little league team uh, won the Tennessee High School State Championship, and uh, we were uh, one game away from playing on ESPN two in the Southern Regional. I got knocked out by by a team from Bradenton, Florida, that actually lost to Japan in the Little League World Series finals that year. Um, wow! But yeah, went on to high school and had a great uh, high school career. Played in college and 
you know, it was uh, it was fun. You know, I was able to to play in some pretty cool venues, and uh, unfortunately, my talents uh, on the baseball field uh, didn't quite get me to the professional level, but found another way to to get into professional baseball that's right that's uh man you're living the dream man living that dream getting to watch baseball for a living every single day i am uh jealous chris thank you so much for your time this morning and uh we look forward to talking to you again jay appreciate it hope to see everybody here at trustmark park absolutely chris harris mississippi braves uh, communications director and uh play-by-play broadcaster 1300 games And I'm willing to bet an overwhelming majority of those he did solo. And that is, man, it is a, I speak from experience, it is quite a talent to develop the ability to kind of hold a conversation with yourself for hours on end. Leave your jokes at home, Liz. All right, when we come back, we'll be speaking with Al Austin from the Mid-South Ice House in Olive Branch going to tell us about some things that you can stay cool while doing this summer in North Mississippi. This is MPB Season Pass on Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is MPB Season Pass on Think Radio with producer Liz Gill. I'm Jay White. If you missed part of our show or want to go back to hear something that you maybe missed or didn't quite catch, want to hear it again or just listen to some other shows, go to mpbonline.org forward slash season pass. Or you can listen to any of our shows, including NPR shows, on our app, MPB, the MPB Media app. Just search uh, in the Google Play or iTunes store, MPB Public Media app, and you'll have it there. It's free and it's uh, so intuitive. I can't say that enough. I'd like to welcome back to the program, Al Austin, owner of the Mid-South Ice House in Olive Branch. Good morning, Al. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? We're doing well. We appreciate you coming back on the program and having time for us this morning. Uh, Tell us a little bit about uh, what's going on this summer at the Mid-South Ice House. Well, summertime is the it's the time of year that we kind of scratch our heads and (laughs) and and wonder why everybody does not want to be in 54 degree uh weather inside the rink with a sweater on you know so i just it 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 kind of boggles boggles the mind but i think as i i said the last time i was on the program that we do have to compete against uh pretty weather so pretty weather is is uh is 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 our is our enemy this time of the year and and it stays pretty but it does get hot and it's it's hot out there now yeah. and so uh uh it's it's a wonderful time it's a little bit more relaxed atmosphere we don't have near the uh the crowds that we normally have uh in the uh, in the in the fall and in the winter and so it's a great time if you know somebody's looking to try out skating or learn learn hockey or try curling that it's a little more relaxed and not quite as many 
uh, people on the ice, uh, and you kind of kind of tend to have the place to yourself. So it's it's a it's a great time to to, to kind of take up something if you if you want to try it. And kids are out of school, so you know a lot of times we um, we get we get kids that will come and whole families will come and spend the day with us. You mentioned uh, two or three sports just a moment ago. What uh, what leagues can folks participate in, or, or lessons can they get? Well, we run a summer version of just about everything. Um, uh, right now is, um, you know, we have our curling league that uh, it starts back up um, um, the uh, the 20th of this month and uh, and runs through August. And uh, we have some learn to learn to curl events that are that are on our website, and uh, people you know who are interested in that. You know, we we of course won the Olympic gold, which <laughs> got the has got the curling club in the Twitter, and uh, and they're very excited about that. So uh, we've been running a couple of a couple of days a week uh, with curling, and they try to try to make room for people who want to learn and you know it's a very social sport and and both men and women do it and and it's it's a you know it's a kind of a mixed mixed sport that you can you can have a you know your 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 wife or your or your or your husband or your significant other and and come and just have a great time and uh um uh and and no you know no no athleticism uh, required because you know everybody's kind of equally awkward on the ice with curling (laughs) (laughs) you know we we recommend that if you haven't been doing it much that you wear your helmet uh, or a bike helmet or something but but everybody's way too cool for that so occasionally we'll have a have a spill but we all of our other programs our public skating course goes non-stop uh, i mean we have a public skating just about every day and on the weekends we have um, on saturday uh, and friday and saturday nights we have cosmic skate which is where we turn off the lights and you know the you know mainly a teenage crowd gets out there with the lasers and the disco balls and you know and uh, we kind of crank the music up and have a good time and then our adult league is in full swing in our summer league and uh, and that's always fun um, um, most of the people who are joining the league right now kind of late and we kind of have to prorate their their cost and, and and find a team for them but it's never a problem we could always always make room for somebody um Learn to play. Uh, learn to play hockey. Um, uh, starts again. We have another session uh, that's a six-week session. It's 125 bucks. It's a great way to you know to learn the sport. As I said, summertime it's a little bit more casual, um, and so um, you know you you kind of can take your time and 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 um, and learn learn that. We have learned to learn to skate um, sessions. We have a, a, a try hockey for free. Uh, I think it's called the goal. Um, uh, it's a one-day event in, in which you know we furnish all the equipment, and um, it's put on by the Predators and hosted by them. So, uh, and that's June uh, June 29th. So we 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 really you know we never stop. We we doze but never close at the ice house. So it's always <laughs> it's always something going on and. Uh, uh, we don't stay quite as late into the nights during the weeknights because we don't have um, as much league hockey play for the youth sports going on. But we, you know, most of our league play in the summer is um, is is more of abbreviated season because people have to work it in around their holidays and their vacations and stuff. So it's uh, it's a, it's a little shorter season, but it's it's a lot of fun. We have a, we have a great time, and as I said, we just. 
we scratch our heads this time of year and we say, gosh, why, why, didn't, why didn't everybody hear? <laughs> you mentioned just a minute ago the, the connection to the Nashville Predators. That's uh, uh, the, the, the NHL Hockey Club in Tennessee there. Tell me about that. Oh, it's, it's just been, it's been phenomenal. For the last year, we have been affiliated with the, the Predators, and in particular, they have a program called the Little Predators Program, in which the NHL encourages and subsidizes to all the NHL franchises, and they set aside um, thousands of dollars to help promote the sport in whatever city and the surrounding area and of course we're certainly in you know in the zone of of nashville um and uh, you know if we were a little bit further north we would probably be affiliated with the st louis blues so and what they do is they um they 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 handle the registration we put links on our website but when we have our little predators program uh, you know, for $130, you get, you know, six learn-to-play hockey programs, and you get a complete custom-fitted head-to-toe, um, you know, uh, equipment, you know, with the helmet, skates, gloves, elbows, you know, shin pads, shoulder pads, breezers, and jersey, and a bag, and uh, and skates. And, and all of it is, is custom-fitted and comes with your name on it. It's all very nice stuff branded with uh, of course the national Pre- Nashville Predators logo so <laughs> it's very it's very cool and it's a great program and that's kind of nationwide and and we're as I said we're affiliated with the Predators but it's it's it really is having a almost a shock effect across the nation um, I know that uh, you know if you look at the numbers with the Capitals uh, in Washington, and you look at from when that franchise started to now, that the participation in youth youth hockey has just gone through the roof. And uh, you know, and in course, hockey um, is a is a gear intensive sport, which which you know, with my children when they were growing up, it was it was wonderful because you never were you never were without a problem of what can I get you know, my son or my <laughs> yeah. daughter for, for their birthday or for Christmas or whatever, because there was always some piece of gear that needed to be bought. So that was that was an easy thing. But so the, the Predators program in particular, and we do a very similar program at, at ours in between the Predators program when it's a learn-to-play where we, hit, we subsidize the gear. And it's fantastic because that's kind of, you know, when, when you know, when your child is learning – and, and they're at a certain age and they're trying karate and they maybe are doing dance and they're, you know, horseback riding, they're playing t-ball or whatever. And you're kind of trying to figure out or soccer and you're trying to kind of figure out as a parent, you know, what am I going to play? What are we going to do? What's what, where are we going to kind of settle in and, you know, what's going to take and what, what is he or she going to love? And, you know, that's where, you know, hockey is a little bit different because it, it does take some gear and it does take some investment. And so if we can kind of ease that pain somewhat, then then that, that hill is not quite as steep for a parent to climb. Um, you know, if, if, if I said, well, gosh, 
you know, you, you not only do you have to sign up and pay the fee for the lessons, but oh, by, by the way, you got to you got to spend <laughs> six or seven hundred dollars on a bunch of equipment that he's gonna maybe or maybe maybe not you know want to want to keep continuing. So it's it's a wonderful program, and they've also done something very similar. The Predators have uh, have aligned themselves with uh, Scott Hamilton, who is based out of Nashville now, the, you know, the gold Olympian uh, figure skater. And Scott has gotten them uh, to do a program like that uh, with the figure skating groups, too, to where they they um, they subsidize, um, you know, the cost of, of so many slots in each of the programs around the state for learn to learn to skate. And then they get a, a free pair of skates at the end of the program. So it's it's really kind of wonderful. And the Predators have been, you know, as I said, just a wonderful shot in the arm for um, everything to do with ice, um, you know, in this whole area. Al, let me ask you, uh, we got uh, Game 5 of the Stanley Cup coming up. Uh, I know the, the the Caps, as you mentioned earlier, lead uh, the Las Vegas Golden Knights, brand-new team, three games to one. How do you see the, the rest of the, the Cup playing out? Oh well, you know, I, I hate to go hate to go on public record, but I mean, you know, <laughs> my 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 boys grew up with uh, Ovechkin and and Yammer Yager, uh, you know, who's now retired, and so those were their kind of two of the big idols that we always, uh, you know, had to get uh, branded stuff and autographs and all that. So, you know, I think I think uh, from the Austin family, we'd love to see. Uh, the Caps actually snag one. It would be. They've been close for a long time. Al, thank you so much for coming on again. We appreciate your time, and uh, uh, we wish you all the best with the Ice House this summer. And uh, let let folks know real fast uh, how to be how to get in touch with you guys. Well, uh, it's the, the easiest way is our website. Just you know, Mid South Ice House, uh, or, or in this area, all you have to do is <laughs> type in ice skating rink and it, it we're 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 the only game in town so it, it google has no trouble finding us so that's that's the best way and and you know you can get the phone number and call us up and we'll answer questions and and uh you know it is a it is a it's a great deal and we'd love to to have to have people out you know trying to stay cool in this hot hot weather and help help me pay my utility bill that absolutely wonderful <laughs> absolutely al austin with the mid-south ice house in olive branch of desoto county thanks so much again for coming on thank you all right if this is on your bucket list flying in a hot air balloon Sounds pretty interesting. I don't know. It depends on how high it gets. If you want to be a part of a crew of one or learn to be a pilot with a team, whatever it is, we'll talk to Martin Buda, pilot, when we come back on MPB Season Pass right after this timeout on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. 
You're listening to MPB's Season Pass. I'm Liz Gill here with Jay White. Um, we'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast. We realize you not you may not be able to listen to the whole show in its entirety. So to go back and listen to a show at your convenience, you can download or stream our podcast on whatever platform you receive your podcasts and subscribe to us while you're there. I'd like to welcome to the show Martin Buddha, who is a hot air balloon pilot from Carrier. And, and your balloon is called Gravity's Rainbow, is that right? That's correct, yes. Fantastic. Well, welcome to the show. What, um, okay, what made you say uh, in the first place, hot air balloon? That's a sport I want to try. How did you get involved? Well, a friend of mine at work uh, back in 1989. Uh, decided he just wanted to fly a hot air balloon. And he went through, well, what he thought was a procedure. Uh, he bought himself a hot air balloon, and he read the manual and started to fly. And he, he soon realized that uh, he had to have a crew, a ground crew, to help him out. Uh, it's not a sort of a sport that you can... Uh, do by yourself. It's not really a solo activity. Right. Uh, it, it takes a, at least uh, two or three more people to help you out, to set up the balloon and to chase after you and to recover you after you've landed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, that was in 89. Uh, a friend of mine uh, and I uh, got into his balloon and flew, and we had a great time. And as a result of that flight, we uh, started getting more and more into ballooning and uh, initially uh, crewing for my pilot friend. And after a while, we uh, uh, started to uh, uh, get more interested in getting our own uh, certificates, our own flight certificates, and learning to fly. It took me a number of years. I didn't uh, get my uh, student certificate until 97. And then I uh, finally uh, got my full pilot certificate in 1999. Do you have trouble recruiting folks to be on your crew, or do you have to beat them off with a stick because so many people want to participate with you? Well, it it depends on timing largely because uh, if it's um, – I'm I'm retired, and so I can basically – anytime the weather is good, I can get out and and fly – but um, uh, most people, most of my friends are not retired. They still have day jobs, so they uh, aren't available uh, to fly during the week. But on the weekend, it's usually a little bit more easy. We can uh, recruit uh, some people. We've got people uh, uh, in the neighborhood right where I live here and uh, the people across the railroad tracks. And we can usually uh, count on uh, at least uh, two people to help us out as long as we give them fair warning ahead time. Well, so you mentioned you're retired. So how often do you in particular uh, go to, oh, I guess a, a balloon competition? Uh, well, our uh, event or festival or competition, I, uh, I usually go to at least four a year, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes more than that. I uh, almost always go to uh, uh, the event in Foley, Alabama, which is around Mother's Day, and Decatur, Alabama, which is on Memorial Day weekend. 
in uh, Canton, Mississippi, which is coming up, of course, and uh, just before the 4th of July. And then uh, finally in Natchez, uh, Mississippi, which is always the third weekend in October. Okay. Yeah, you mentioned um, the, the 2018 Mississippi Championship Hot Air Balloon Fest that is coming up on June 28th to the 30th in Madison County. So um, I know they have balloon glows. Uh, one of the malls there in Ridgeland, uh, my family, we've just gone for ages um, to, to see them light up the balloons. And I understand there's a competition flight uh, that Saturday. Do, what kind of competition do you have at uh, that fest in Canton? Well, there are several different types of competition. Uh, there, uh, The event in Canton is a BFA-sanctioned event. In other words, it's the Balloon Federation of America uh, sanctions it and uh, uh, determines the type of um, competition that goes on. And there are several different types of of competition, but all balloon competition is, or just about all competition, is based more or less on accuracy as opposed to uh, speed. Mm-hmm. All the balloons move pretty much at the same speed. Uh, it's more like an archery contest or a shooting contest than it is a race of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, we The basic balloon competition is uh, the pilot gets to uh, pick where he launches from within the you know, uh, limitations of private property and so on. And it has to be a minimum distance away from a particular target. So it might be, in Canton, it might be three miles, might be five miles, uh, uh, depending on what the judges decide before the event. And then the pilot, based on where he launched from, will try to fly in uh, from his launch spot to a target. And the target is normally a large white X, uh, a, a cloth X on the ground. Uh, in Canton, it's normally in the big uh, field uh, to the west of the multi-purpose center. And uh, the pilots have each have a, a bean bag with a long streamer attached to it. And on the bean bag is their uh, number or name. And they'll throw the bean bag or, or drop the bean bag onto the target when they fly over it. And whoever gets closest to the center of the target wins or who wins at that particular event. On the competitions where you have to drop something, is there a maximum height the balloon has to be, or can you? Is are you able to finesse a balloon just enough to hover over it? A, you know, a few feet. There, um, there might be uh, a rule depending on the competition on uh, the minimum or maximum height, uh, but normally uh, it's up to the waiver. Now, every event has a, a waiver filed with the FAA. And the FAA uh, determines that uh, the balloons have to maintain a particular minimum height, or I'm sorry, um, uh, yeah, minimum height uh, over, uh, the, say, the crowd or other obstacles. And uh, it's it's normally uh, right over the target. You can get down as low as you have to as long as you don't touch the ground. If you touch the ground or if you touch anything attached to the ground, like a tree or, or something like that, you're disqualified. But... Uh, 
uh, you can uh, get down. I mean, I've seen some pilots get down the foot over the ground and drop their mark. Oh wow! On the on the X. Uh, I uh, was uh, with one pilot, a friend of mine, who uh, was up in Greenwood flying when they had the event up there, and he uh, was not very close to the target, and he decided that he was going to go up to about uh, 12,000 feet, and uh, when he got up there, he found a wind that blew him back towards the target, and then he, uh, what we call, uh, did a terminal descent, <laughs> and that is basically pulling the plug and letting the balloon uh, drop at <laughs> rate of, of, of falling speed, which isn't really that fast. It's uh, about as fast as a parachute would drop normally, and he leveled out at uh, about 50 feet over the ground and went directly over the target, and we scored on it uh, really well. Oh, my gosh. I would never think of uh, hot air ballooning as an extreme sport, but that just gave me the chills. <laughs> no, that, that came as, about as close to extreme ballooning as I ever hoped to get. Um, you know, I've... Uh, I, lots of people have seen balloons either in you know photographs or got to be see them in person, and you know so many. There's some interesting shapes, whether sponsored or or I guess the pilot gets to you know whatever their pocketbook will allow. When you compete, do you use a, a regular balloon or can you use a shaped balloon? Does a does a pilot m- maybe travel with two different ones when they go to a festival? How Tell me about that. Well, uh, again, it depends on your pocketbook. Uh, uh, but uh, by and large, uh, the uh, competition balloons are, are shaped like the normal upside-down teardrop that you would expect to see in the balloon. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the um, um, Lately, uh, in the last several years, uh, they've developed a, uh, what they call a competition shape, which is more like a, an, a, a, an even oval or a football shape. Uh, you can tell the difference between the two. Uh, the, the normal balloon is sort of upside down, teardrop shaped, and the other one is uh, definitely uh, more football shaped. Uh, this is supposed to allow the pilot to have uh, a good bit more vertical control. Uh, the only control we really have is vertical control. We use our burner to lift up, or our vents, or just the natural cooling to fall uh, down. Uh, Otherwise, we're at the mercy of the winds. And the accuracy in a competition uh, is determined largely by how well a pilot judges the winds at different altitudes. So uh, despite uh, the shape of your balloon, if you uh, know or can can use the winds at different altitudes to steer you, uh, you can get uh, really close to a target. Uh, I've uh, won another one of my friends. Uh, uh, she uh, uh, it looks as if she has a steering wheel on the balloon sometimes because she can use uh, uh, ground effects uh, like uh, rows of trees or or, or other things. To, to block winds coming from one direction and to turn in that direction. Uh, it's uh, really a largely up to the skill of the pilot. Fantastic. Well, I imagine there'll be a lot of folks in Madison County uh, coming out for the Mississippi Balloon, uh, Mississippi Hot Air Balloon Fest. 
if if riding in a balloon, if being a crew on a balloon or learning to become a pilot is on someone's bucket list, how would you suggest they start to get involved? Well, the best way is to um, contact uh, some of the folks in the Mid-Mississippi uh, Balloon Champs organization. Uh, uh, they uh, are the folks who put on this event every year. Uh, uh, if you know a pilot or if you know someone who you suspect is a pilot, you can always uh, uh, get in touch with them. And uh, believe me, if someone calls me up and asks me how to get involved with ballooning, I <laughs> grab them. <laughs> and uh, I uh, say, yeah, come on out. Uh, we're going to try to go up on Saturday morning, and, and uh, I could use all the help I can get. Martin Boat Buddha, we're so glad that you were able to speak with us this morning about uh, hot air ballooning. And uh, we encourage folks who are interested to head on up to Madison County June 28th through the 30th for the 2018 Mississippi Championship Hot Air Balloon Fest. Thank you so much for talking with us today. Thank you, and I'm glad to get the opportunity. If you'd like to hear another interview about ballooning, Season Pass talked to Balloon Meister Bill Cunningham on our September 27th, 2017 broadcast. But when we come back, we're going to talk more about sports this weekend. This is MPB Season Pass on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is MPB Season Pass on Think Radio with producer Liz Gill. I'm Jay White. Thank you so much for listening. The Major League Baseball draft went off this week, and uh, some folks from Mississippi, or a bunch of folks from Mississippi, or connected to Mississippi, were taken. Uh, the first player off the board with Mississippi ties with was uh, with Mississippi ties was Ole Miss pitcher Ryan Rollison, who was taken in the twenty uh, the twenty second slot, the 22nd pick overall in the first round by the Colorado Rockies. JT Ginn, who is a, uh, a student at Brandon High School, was taken by the Dodgers with the 30th pick in the first round. Uh, Joe Gray, who's part of the uh, Hattiesburg High School Tigers, who won the 5A baseball championship this year, he was taken 60th overall in the second round by the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, Nick Sandlin, who is um, the Conference USA Pitcher of the Year, and a, a Golden Spikes Award semifinalist. Golden Spikes is basically the NCAA baseball's version of the Heisman Trophy. Uh, he was picked in the second round, number 67 overall by the Indians. Uh, Mississippi State's ace pitcher, Connor Pilkington, was picked 80, 81st in the third round by the White Sox. Now, Jay, is Mississippi State, did they make it to the Super Regional? They did. They did. Uh, I'll get to that here in just one moment. Um, a couple other high school guys uh, were taken. Uh, Joe uh, Gary Jr. from Pascagoula High School was taken by the Twins in the ninth round. And then the Twins doubled back and took Reggie Grace from Madison Central High School in the tenth round. And uh, one more we'll talk about Luke Reynolds, who was the Conference USA Player of the Year at Southern Miss. 
he was taken in the 10th round, just four spots behind Grace by the Chicago Cubs. Now, an interesting, uh, some interesting picks of note. Uh, Jake Mangum, who is uh, Mississippi State's best hitter, was taken in the 32nd round. He's announced that he's coming back to school for his senior year. Uh, And I would imagine that he was taken in the 32nd round because maybe he let scouts know that uh, he had no intention of leaving Mississippi State. I don't know. But they uh, draft him just in case he changes his mind? Well, there's the the Major League Baseball draft has like 7,328 rounds. And, uh, I mean, there's literally more than 1,000 players taken in the draft every year. And so... So if this, if this boy stays at State... Will he is he considered drafted for next year, or do they do it all over again? The if you get drafted, the team that drafts you holds your they hold your rights in within the league for a calendar year, or I guess maybe a day short of a calendar year, because the day of the next draft, if you don't sign, your your rights become you're a free agent again. Uh, so uh, Mangum will come back. Uh, as will, I'm assuming, I know this for sure, but Ethan Small, who's a Mississippi State pitcher, was drafted in the 26th round. Uh, he'll likely be coming back. A couple to watch. Ryan Olenek, Ole Miss, uh, he, he was their leading offensive player, uh, was SEC batting champion this year, I believe, 17th round. That's kind of borderline. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, and then Zach Shannon, who we've talked about numerous times on this program, the super slugger from Delta State, two-time uh, Dave um, Dave Martinez. Uh, what's it? Tino Martinez award winner, which is the Division II College Baseball Player of the Year. He was drafted in the 15th round by the Arizona Diamondbacks. To me, that's like a slap in the face. That's a little low. Uh, and I expect him to be really, really good. So I'll be keeping an eye on him. Uh, for for me, if I was Zach and I was picked uh, 459th in the draft after the two seasons I just had at Delta State, I'd take that as some supreme motivation uh, for being a pro. So uh, good for him. Uh, there's a whole lot of other guys uh, that were taken. Don't have time to get into all of them. But as uh, Liz asked, Mississippi State did uh, win their regional. They played in Tallahassee at Florida State. Uh, had a an incredible home run in a the lost their first game twenty to ten and just looked awful, and then after that they won four consecutive games, um, and won their regional, including uh, the in the first losers bracket game, they were losing two to nothing in the bottom of the ninth with two strikes and two out. And they hit a home run to win the game. Their season was literally down to their last strike. They won that game on a walk-off three-run home run. They then proceeded to win the next three games to win the regional, and they are still alive. Their season is uh, still going. They advanced to the Super Regional round. It's basically the Sweet 16 for college baseball where they will play at Vanderbilt in a best-of-three-game series. This weekend actually starts Friday. So uh, congratulations to Mississippi State and uh, Ole Miss, uh, whose season came to a kind of untimely finish, and Southern Miss also. They all made uh, the NCAA baseball tournament this year. That's it for us. Thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned. Southern Southern Remedy Kids and Teens with Dr. Jimmy Stewart is next right here on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. 
To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. 